Hey, it's Nelson. And this is Monica. Welcome to the Seattle Foodie Podcast, the show where we talk about the Seattle food scene and the people and businesses behind it. We eat all the food and share our insights with you. Thanks for joining us today. Let's get to it. So Monica, Pizza Hut has jumped on to the New Year's resolution because they are just selling the stuffed crust around the pizza. No, with no pizza. <laughs> it, okay, so nothing but stuffed crust. Isn't it a little early for April Fool's Day? <laughs> I was wondering, wouldn't you be disappointed if you ordered the stuffed crust and your son Cole, well, I think maybe your your son would like this, but mm-hmm. someone else's kid or their, their kids or their friends, they open and they open and they're like, where's the pizza? Because it's <laughs> just literally this ring of bread. It's a bread. <laughs> breadstick in ring shape form that they put in a pizza box yeah i feel i would feel so empty just <laughs> when i look at this box like that's it they need to put something in the middle there oh you know what they could put for our listeners just so you know it looks like a steering wheel without the center it's just a round ring of bread i think what they're missing is like a sauce to dip it in like they could do something creative with the sauce in the middle so that it didn't look so empty yeah marinara or so- sauce yeah. or something we didn't even describe it to them. For all you folks that are wondering what we're talking about, Pizza Hut has launched in January this promotion that you can just buy the stuffed crust mm-hmm. from the stuffed crust pizza. So minus the pepperoni pizza, the cheese, and the rest of the bread in the middle, or the sausage, you can just buy the ring crust. I sent this to Monica earlier in the week, and I just <laughs> told her, we have to talk about this. I, I would feel duped if I bought this. <laughs> I don't I don't know if you feel duped though because it's called nothing but the crust. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like their marketing could be better on it. I mean, I think there's a way to sell it and people do want to eat it, but you're right, the way that it's packaged and it's also just so much wasted packaging. Right? Yes, it's so right. much wasted package. <laughs> it's okay to just chop up the stuffed crust right. and serve it in a smaller box. Right. <laughs> Nothing but the crust in sticks. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Anyway, welcome to the show, everyone. Welcome to the Seattle Footy Podcast, episode 123. Hi, Monica. How hey. you doing today? I'm okay. It's getting colder again, but I have enjoyed a little bit of a break from the rain to sort of bring me out of the doldrums. So that's been nice. What about you? Yeah, it's been really nice out. Perfect golfing weather, minus the I have to work. So I can't <laughs> golf. I thought you were going to say perfect golfing weather, but I'm not golfing. <laughs> no, I, I'm not golfing. I, I'm not. I'm, I, my vacation's out. So I have to go back to the work and do that thing. I have to make money. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I have to do that. But it's, that. it has been nice. I'm, I'm glad I don't have to walk, walk out in this absolute monsoon. But did I hear something about hurricane warnings coming to Seattle? I've never heard of hurricane warnings. We've always had typhoons and monsoon weather, but where did you I've hear that? Of... I mean, I, I think don't it's, know. I think it's definitionally incorrect because I don't okay. think it's possible for a hurricane warning. I thought so to too. Yeah, um, yeah, because the National Weather Service has definitions. So. So now I have to research it. And now I'm curious. I heard, I keep hearing about this polar vortex and I'm just like, oh my God, it's the day after tomorrow. We're all going to (laughs) die. Is it, what was the day after tomorrow? Was it 2018? That was the, with John Cusack. What year was that? No. Is is that the one day after tomorrow with John Cusack? 
or was that the one with Pierce Brosnan or someone like that? I can't remember. Day after tomorrow. Dennis Quaid and um, oh, Dennis Quaid. Yes. And um, now you're making me think. Now you're making me doubt myself. And you're the movie buff, Nelson. I know. And I'm really bad. With, um, Jake Gyllenhaal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know what year it was, but yeah, it's and so everybody keeps talking about this polar vortex, and every time I hear those words, I start having a panic attack, thinking about day after tomorrow. It's the one where everything freezes, like New York City mm-hmm. is all completely frozen there in the library yeah yeah which one was the one with john cusack then is that like 2012 or something like that it's 2012 yeah okay that's That's what i think of anytime you have natural disasters 2012 is the one i think of we're big fans of natural disaster movies in our house but like it's too real for us so we get scared when we hear these words (laughs) big impact with taya leone is another good one that's like the armageddon spinoff yeah (laughs) yeah it was like well they made armageddon well we have to make big impact that's that's what i thought (laughs) anyway let's bring it back from natural disasters we have a show for you guys tonight we did some eating over the week and also we have an interview that we've known this person our guest for quite some time over four years now monica as you say at the beginning of our intro why don't we get to it get to it let's go get it (laughs) (laughs) So if you guys weren't familiar with last week's show, Monica went out to Panda Express. So on Monday, Monica influenced me at the beginning of this week. I sat in my car in front of Panda Express, you guys. I thought for two and I asked myself, am I really doing this? I can't believe I'm really doing this. So I had to look deep into my soul before walking into Panda Express, you everyone. I even made sure, Monica, you mentioned make sure the bowl was full of orange chicken before you put in the order. Otherwise, you take a step back, go into your car, listen to some music for 10 minutes and walk back in. But there was plenty of orange chicken. And Monica, I'm sorry. I think we have to agree to disagree on this because I don't think this orange chicken that I ordered just (laughs) didn't hit the spot for me. And I ordered a double order because I looked through the rest of the entrees. I'm like, none of this looks good at all. I think I'll I'll just do the double order of the orange chicken. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, now that you say that now I have to try the Safeway orange chicken because you keep talking about it. I tend to not order orange chicken anywhere just because I have tried it so many times and I don't like it. So I'll have to go back to Safeway and try it. It's been years, but I'll go back. I'll be honest with you. I think I like the sesame chicken better than the orange chicken. Or there's Uh, also the General Tso's chicken mm -hmm. that they have at Safeway too as well. So I think those two would be better. But I prefer the sesame because I don't know. The the fake orange flavoring, I just, I'm not a fan of it. Because I I think I taste oranges. I don't know. That's why. That's orange chicken. (laughs) Like, this is weird. Why do I taste oranges? (laughs) Weird. I know. Anyway, afterwards, I had to go to Happy Lemon for a mango jasmine green tea and half and half bubble waffle just to satisfy that void that was left (laughs) from Panda Express. So that was Monday. Tuesday was Taco Tuesday. The past couple Tuesdays, I've been eating tacos. I drove by Taqueria La Venedita, which is, I mentioned last month, was closed temporarily in Issaquah. Mm -hmm. Apparently, they reopened again. So hooray. I stopped by for some Lengua tacos, and they have the biggest giant burritos. I got mine with chorizo. It's about a foot long, or maybe even more, if not. It's not quite a wet burrito, but also there's salsa and tomatoes with cheese melted on top, but it's not like sauced over. Mm -hmm. Anyway, the burrito is what I usually order the most frequently. 
So are we talking like Gordito size? Because you said like a foot long, if not more. So, I mean, it, it sounds pretty big to me. It's a hefty burrito, but it's not Gordito size. Gordito is is like a giant baby. I yeah, mean, in the size of, of a baby. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't one of those burritos where you can hold in your hand, like wrapped like mm-hmm. a Chipotle burrito yeah. or a normal burrito from you buy from a food truck. Yeah, mm-hmm. you have to eat with a fork. It comes with sour cream and guacamole. It's really good compared to most burritos that charge about nine ninety five to ten ninety five. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd rather have something like this than yeah. that. Thursday, I was out in the Central District at Feedco Burgers. Monica, as I recall, last time I was at Feedco was with you almost two years ago, I believe. We were trying something out for the taste of the sound. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that day? I do remember that day. Okay. Um, you and I have actually been to Feedco a couple of times together. We have. Mm-hmm. I think that was the last time I had Feedco with you. Well, they have new owners now. And my friends, including friend of the podcast, Emerald City Eater, all had lamb burgers, which was their daily special, as well as onion rings. And they had chicken wings also on the menu, lemon, Mm. pepper, and Parmesan garlic, which was actually pretty good. Yeah, I miss onion rings. (laughs) You missed onion rings last week, huh? (laughs) (laughs) They asked me if I wanted fries or onion rings. And I said, why are you asking me this question? That's a dumb question. (laughs) It's always onion rings. Don't you know who I am? (laughs) Don't you know who I am? <laughs> I don't do fries. You guys got to go check out Feed Co. if you want some onion rings or lamb burgers. Lowrider Cookie Company is practically next door from Feed Co. So I had to bring my friends over there. Three words stuffed churro cheesecake. Go get that. You have to get it limited time only. As the media terms this, let this be a teaser for you all later in the show. I'm just going to not talk about Lowrider for a second and we'll move on from that. <laughs> So, Nelson, the new owner of FICO, it's been about over a year, right? They are. But like I said, we haven't been to FICO in over two (laughs) years. So I didn't know they were new owners until someone told me that. (laughs) Okay, just just making sure like it wasn't sold again. (laughs) No, it wasn't sold again. But I didn't know that someone else had bought it. I thought they just Mm -hmm. closed it down, but I I didn't know it was reopened. Mm -hmm. Cool. Friday. Monica, did you know Friday was National Bagel Day? No, I usually don't uh, follow the national food holidays. I feel like the national food holidays are going to start becoming national holidays where we're going to stop. <laughs> I also feel like there are two to four national holidays for every type of food. It just it feels like a lot. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm disappointed, Monica, because I was hoping you ate a bagel for the children, Monica, for the children. <laughs> I eat a lot of food every day of the week, so um, I'm pretty sure I make up and the children are fine. (laughs) (laughs) So if you eat food every day of the week, you should not have to work because every day is a holiday then for you. Is that what you're saying? I kind of vision it that way and I keep trying to decrease the amount of days that I work. So at least now I only (laughs) work four days a week consistently. (laughs) I'm working on it, Nelson. It's my dream. (laughs) <laughs> I stopped by Rubenstein's Bagels across the Amazon spheres. They took over the old Tom Douglas Assembly Hall location, and you can pick up all the bagels you want. I got the double down on a salted rosemary bagel. It's a classic bagel and locks, lots of it, and double the locks. So I think they do double the double the smoked salmon and schmear and everything else, uh, other than their normal locks. <laughs> sandwich because it's very big i also picked up an everything bagel and a jalapeno cheddar for friends as well i had no idea this was there and this took over the the juice bar area from mm-hmm. assembly hall yeah mm-hmm. i didn't know that finally 
Friday night, I was up in Beacon Hill, so I stopped by one of my favorite pizza spots, Breezy Town Pizza. They're located inside the Clockout Lounge. I got a slice of the pepperoni paint job and their daily special, Cirque du Salmon. They're a derivative of Chicago-style pizza, if you're not familiar. So if you're a fan of Chicago-style pizzas, make sure you go check them out. I, I would put them in my top three pizza spots mm-hmm. in Seattle. I think I really like the crust. Just Chicago-style pizza, so it's thick mm-hmm. bread on top. They have limited slices. I think there's only four to choose from. There was a vegan option as well as a cheese. The pepperoni paint job is always on there. And then their daily special. Uh, Obviously, no on the vegan. No, I'm just kidding. Vegan. (laughs) I'm just joking. The vegan sounded okay, but I I had to go for the daily special. And they snuck in an extra slice of that daily special. So I actually got three slices instead of two. Cool. They're just like, hey, you guys, that's Nelson. No. (laughs) (laughs) They had no idea who I was. I use my alias Noslin, so they wouldn't Nos- know who that is. <laughs> I think it's funny, you know, we should start asking like during our interviews of people like what their aliases are because we all kind of have them, right? <laughs> I do. I use aliases when I don't want to be bothered. If I'm like, or maybe I want to go check out a real estate house and they want to know my real name or they want right. my email address right. so they can help me about things. Mm-hmm. I would tell them. I would give them an alias. And <laughs> oh, Normally it would be a Chinese name that would be really difficult to pronounce. Right. <laughs> so they would just, just like, I, I don't even want to bother with this. Mm-hmm. Or you just give them John mm-hmm. or something, some generic name. It's like, oh, I met like three Johns today. I was like, I can't remember this John. <laughs> anyway, enough about aliases, Monica. People were probably offended that I use fake names, but anyway. Why? <laughs> I mean, come on. It's like giving somebody a fake phone number. You know, maybe you're trying to be nice and in the conversation. Just like, hey, what's your name? Sabrina. <laughs> I just don't want my emails inundated with all this spam. Mm-hmm. And there's no unsubscribe button from you. And I, oh, I, can't I think we all have it. we all have our spam email accounts and fake phone numbers that we give out. So I think yeah. it's OK, Nelson. You're good. Okay. All right, Monica, how about you? What'd you eat during this week? I saw a couple things on your stories, but we didn't, like I said, we didn't see each other like we did last week. I think my stories are a little bit light. I think I've been having a rough time of it for a couple of different reasons, but I'm kind of snapping out of it this weekend. I kicked off the week with Vietnamese coffee cold brew from OmniBev, and they're headquartered in California. And everybody knows, like, I mainly try to support local businesses whenever I can, but I was influenced by my friend Michael, who let me try this over the summer. So this is a women-owned business that connects their family coffee farm in Vietnam and to provide single-origin small-batch iced coffee to market. So I liked it so much when I tried it i mean i didn't really say anything to him but i ordered some and had it delivered to my door so i had a six pack and so um, i'm finding it like really easy to drink i do make vietnamese coffee at home but sometimes it's just nice to grab it out of the fridge ready to go so i'm loving Mm -hmm. it yeah vietnamese coffee that sounds good (laughs) i know sounds good every day right i know yeah so my, I, I had a weekly Wingstop visit, of course, and I'm just always eating garlic parmesan and Louisiana rub wings. I have to have wings at least once a week, sometimes two or three times a week. But what makes Wingstop easy for me is just easy to order online and pick up, or they also do in-house delivery, which is nice. And I've been on a Pozzoli kick. I, I really have to learn how to make this. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm, I'm really I, like I'm I'm up against it. I really have to do this. So I hit up Agua Verde Cafe because they reopened. They took a couple of weeks off. And again, really easy order 
online and to pick up at their window on the street. I grabbed carnitas, tacos, quesadillas, and of course the red pozole. It was everything that I remember and I haven't found a better one yet in town. So if y'all know someplace with better ones in town, let me know because I want to try them all. But I got to start recipe development and start to learn how to make this soup. Mexican restaurants or non-Mexican restaurants. (laughs) If you want a shout out on your show, on our show, you can send Pozole to Monica's house. <laughs> and at the end of the show, we'll, we'll leave her address at the end of the show so you know where to send it. <laughs> I will give you the name, the number, and her address. So not just Mexican restaurants can send Pozole, but also real estate agents can also contact Monica. And don't forget, insurance salespeople, I really insurance want to hear sales. from you. And as a bonus, when we start our Patreon page, I'll also give her out her credit card number too as well. (laughs) Oh, Nelson, you are the worst. (laughs) Okay. Um, One of my secrets to making it through the pandemic is um, I try to support as many businesses as I can. But as you know, Nelson, like sometimes the food really stocks up at home. So one of the things that I do is I'm always looking for things that I can freeze. And Mm -hmm. then sometimes when I'm feeling uninspired or forget to go shopping, I go digging through my freezer. So I was digging through my freezer and I found a Choco Taco Tres Leches cake from (laughs) Pizza Fudge and Tres Lecheria collab. I remember the first time they had a collab, I felt really sad because I only bought three pieces and they were gone like within you know just a couple days so this time this last time i bought extra so i could freeze it for exactly this reason so these cakes freeze well and trust Letteria is currently teaming up with free tamales so check out what they got going on for february free tamales is making deliveries out in issaquah and on the east side yep, this that's week right too. Yeah. yeah, that's right. And the thing about the deliveries is they're doing the deliveries in-house and their staff are doing it. So it's a way to keep them working and also making sure that quality control is there and that they're controlling the delivery process. And so I think that's a really great thing that they can offer. Mm-hmm. And I've tried a new-to-me business this week. It's called Lou's Barbecue up in Everett. So I tried the sampler and my favorites were the beef ribs and the brisket. It has good sauce, a little on the sweet side. The meat is very tender and overall smoky overtones. So I would definitely go again. But for me, the absolute standout was a mac and cheese. It it wasn't one of those like really cheesy mac and cheeses, but it's the type of smoke that they use to make it that was really distinctive. And so I have questions. I have questions Mm -hmm. now based on what I've eaten. This is a one man operation though, just Lou. So be patient, be kind, and be generous with tips. But I look forward to trying more things off of their menu. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I could always go for some barbecue. Right? I know. Just yeah. so, so time consuming. I don't want to do it myself. I just want to go someplace and buy it. So the highlight <laughs> of my week was the fantastic apple pie my son made. So I've always struggled as a baker with pie crust, but my son is definitely getting me to up my baking game as well. He made a scratch crust with lattice work and his pie was great. The dough needs just a little bit of work, but that pie is gone. Didn't have a chance at all. Done. So good. Wow. You criticizing your son's baking. It needs the dough needs work. Wow. Needs a little bit of work. Wow. Cole, if you're listening, your mom doesn't support you in his <laughs> in your baking endeavors. You need to work on your dough, buddy. Again, I told you, Nelson, it does no child any favors to only talk about the positive. But oh, it's all about positive reinforcement, <laughs> especially during a pandemic. It's always a positive. It's pretty close, though. Like, it's a really good pie. It's pretty close. It was really good. (laughs) 
So to reward him for his efforts, to reward positive reinforcement, Nelson, <laughs> I took my son to teriyaki time for lunch the following day because that's one of his favorites. <laughs> See, we both love this business because it's so close and they make really great food. And we, we've been going to this place since my son was an infant. The first time I went there with my son, it was just the two of us. And the lady was a different owner at the time. The, the, the nice lady actually carried him so that I could have a chance to eat because as yeah, you know, you've mentioned this story yeah. before. Right. Yeah. And so that it's a great family tradition to support a family owned business. They don't have online ordering, but it's really easy to call in your order because they answer the phone, Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's your pet peeve. Just want to rub that in. Well, it. It's it's not that hard. You just need to, <laughs> if you want, if you want to, or if you want to make money, answer your phones because we want to put in orders. It's not that hard. You're so funny. Uh, the weekend isn't over yet, but I am ending my eat list this week with Chocolate Gift Box. So this is a company that's based in Tukwila, and they sent me some white chocolate samples. And what I love about them is that they're beautiful, unique, and um, it's something that you should think about as we get to popular chocolate holidays coming up. They can customize the type of chocolate, what kind of toppings you want, the designs, and more. You can order by DM on their Instagram account, and their Instagram account is giftbox underscore for underscore you. So check them out. You know, you you influenced me last week with <laughs> Panda Express. I think I want to get some teriyaki now <laughs> yeah. after going through that. Yeah, I hear there's some like really good teriyaki places in Bellevue, though. I hear that from a couple. There of are real. There's a lot of good teriyaki places yeah. all over, yeah. especially in Factoria. Mm -hmm. Don't be surprised on Monday. I go out <laughs> <laughs> or Tuesday out of boredom, out of boredom. to go and get teriyaki. I okay, don't know. we're looking forward to it. Cliffhanger. <laughs> yeah, cliffhanger, cliffhanger. <laughs> sneak preview, sneak preview. Um, so Nelson, why don't you tell us about our interview today? Yes, our tease from earlier on the show is to have our guest today is Emily Alport, owner of Lowrider Cookie Company. Lowrider Cookie Company makes some of the best cookies in Seattle, in my opinion. Monica and I first met Emily about four years ago at a pop-up. Actually, Monica, it was at Citizen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we've yep. had on for our interview who's also a friend of the podcast that we had on earlier last year fast forward to today emily now has two locations one in georgetown and one in the central district and are now doing nationwide delivery here's our interview with emily alport of lowrider cookie company hey seattle today i am with emily alport of lowrider cookie company she has two locations i can't believe i'm talking to you i <laughs> when i first started out on this whole instagram journey or this whole food journey you were one of the first businesses i ever met we met at citizen because oh my was gosh this... that was <laughs> do so you remember this yeah totally <laughs> i have to, i have to tell this story you were part of this breakfast club showcase i guess that's how i would it was sort of a networking thing yeah i forgot the organizer but she organized these different weekend breakfast and showcase certain small businesses you were having a pop-up at citizen mm -hmm. and i've never heard of your cookies before this granted this was like maybe four years or three four years ago yeah i've never heard of your cookies before and the first time i ate your brown butter chocolate chip cookie my first reaction was oh my god that was my <laughs> First reaction to it. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> 
I've loved your cookies ever since. Thank you. We'll t- talk a little bit more. I-, I love your birthday cake cookie. Anyway, how are you? Thank you for being on the show. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, I'm good. I-, I love I love talking about kind of the olden days. It wasn't like that long ago, but mm-hmm. it's cool to like see Lowrider where we started and like where we are now. Because a lot of people that are introduced to us now, they only know us now. They didn't know Lowrider back when it was just me doing pop-ups and farmers markets and I was really just a one-woman show so mm-hmm. I love talking to customers who have kind of been with us from the beginning that they've seen our whole journey how did this all started have you ever seen that commercial that they played during the holidays where this couple has running this whole cookie based company and then they go backwards all the way to like our first 50 cookies and then to the end where they they get a mixer and they go like we don't bake <laughs> have you ever seen, seen that commercial I before? I haven't. I haven't. Okay. I'll have to send it to you, but it's pretty funny. I think it's an American Express commercial, but I'm just oh. imagining like you first get like a mixer and it's like, what do I do with this? And then all of a sudden you're making cookies. But wh- how did this all start? Oh, no. I, I knew what to do with the mixer. Um, okay. I was a pastry chef before uh, Lowrider. So me and the mixer were already very awesome. good friends. Um, I love it. <laughs> yeah. And so for me, my background was I actually didn't get into pastry until I was 25. Mm-hmm. I'm almost 35. I'll be 35 next month. So it's been about a decade. I went to pastry school at South Seattle Community College. My very first job as a baker was at the Nordstrom Cafe in Bellevue. And mm. that's where I worked when I was in school. And then I worked at uh, Lisa Dupar Catering in Redmond for quite a while. And then after that, I actually moved to San Diego. Um, I'm originally from California. And so it was kind of just moving back home. And then I was a pastry chef down there. My husband and I, we moved back up here. He's an engineer and he just got offered a really good job. But anyways, I knew, I kind of knew that the cookie shop would do really well in Seattle. Uh, I mean, honestly, the weather is kind of a big part of that. People like to be cozy. People really love sweets here. And where I was living in San Diego, it just, it was completely different. People are in bikinis all year long. And so people aren't as into dessert and sugar and stuff like that. So Uh I just kind of, uh, (laughs) I was like, okay, we'll move back to Washington, but only if I can open or like, you know, start my own business. And so that was kind of our agreement. And so we just kind of went from there and I knew I wanted to do cookies after kind of working in the industry for a while, I knew I just wanted to focus on one product line and cookies have always been my favorite. I want, really wanted to offer something that you can eat on a daily basis. Like I eat cookies every single day. They make me happy every day. Everybody loves cookies. And so that's just kind of how it went. So when, when we moved back up here, it was just figuring it out. Like where did I want to open? How was I going to start? Originally, I just wanted to go right into a brick and mortar and then realized how expensive that was. And so I was like, all right, we'll start with farmer's markets and see how it goes. So that's kind of how we got here. Uh, for some reason, I'm just imagining like bikini models eating like your stuffed cookies. <laughs> yeah. <I> <laughs> yeah. Just like... I think they can do it. I think they'll eat it. I, I think I think they could do it like once a year and then, <laughs> and then that might be it for them. <laughs> You said farmer's markets. You started, I think, is the, was the Birian farmer's market the first one you started with? Yeah. Yeah. The Birian farmer's market was our very first sales day ever. Um, it was mm. back in May of 2017. I live in Birian, so mm-hmm. it made sense to start where I live. I'll never forget it. 
because like Andrew took the day off of work. And so we worked the booth together and like it went really, really well. We were so excited. We like went out to dinner afterwards and like celebrated and we're like, oh my God, oh, like, awesome. people bought our cookies, <laughs> like amazing. So, um, I love it. so that that's really, yeah, that's where we started. Beery Market. We also did the Des Moines Farmers Market that summer. Mm -hmm. And then after that, kind of after market season was over, I started doing pop-up because obviously markets aren't year round here. That's what we did. I love it. So for all the listeners that don't know or aren't familiar with Lowrider Cookie Company, what are some of your signature cookies? Yeah. Our number one for sure is our brown butter triple chocolate chip. We've mm -hmm. had it on the menu since day one and it is always number one. It's obviously it uses brown butter. We use three kinds of chocolate chips, sea salt. It's delicious. And then kind of our other, we have six signature flavors. So that one, birthday cake, salted toffee pecan, s'mores, lemon cranberry, and cookies and cream. So those guys are always on the menu. There's a lot of R&D that goes into it. And I, I'm, I'm going to link two questions into it. Yeah. You also have seasonal cookies because this is the this is what I always love because I have I'll come by, I don't know, every other month and I'll look like, oh, what's new? And it's always the first, I don't know, four rows or five rows to the left when I walk into your central district location. How much R&D goes into it? And your husband must be loving like new cookies every day when he's like, oh, yeah. here, try this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, he he uh, he loves it. Yeah. So every month we come out with new cookies. So we bring out a new stuffed cookie every month. And then we bring out at least uh, two monthly flavors every month. You know, a lot of R&D has gone into them. Um, there's also there's been a lot of trial and error. Like it might have been a flavor that like I really like, but then like the customers obviously didn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody bought it. So, <laughs> you know, but like some and sometimes it's hard for me to let go. I'll be like, come on just enough people have to have it you know so like kind of saying goodbye to some of those flavors but the R&D I mean it's really just kind of over the years and and with cookies really it's all kind of about your base recipes and like no mm -hmm. and knowing how the ingredients work because once you know how the ingredients work together and you kind of know the correct ratios of all the ingredients it's not that difficult to kind of figure out new recipes where I think that I I guess kind of shine is that for me, it's really important to have all the cookies have, you know, kind of different flavor, texture. So you're kind yeah. of having a new experience with every cookie. Um, I, I've been to a lot of cookie shops. Sometimes you could have like five different flavors, but then they all taste the same somehow, even though they're all apparently different flavors. It's like mm -hmm. the texture is the same. And when there's, you know, like our lemon cookie, I want it to be a lemon cookie, you know, that's yes. a lemon cranberry cookie. Like it's, you're not going to just be like, is there like a little lemon in there? No, there's lemon in there and you're going to know it. So that's another big thing is just really making sure that there is a lot of flavor and depth to the cookies. To kind of, I guess, go back to your original question of all the R&D, it's just really been over the years. And this year, I feel, is really the first year that we really know what flavors are popular and what's not. Like I find mm -hmm. our whole menu for the yeah. year and that's oh, wow. that's a big thing for us because my staff <laughs> will tell you that I'll change my mind all the time but and it's also too just like because we've gotten bigger and more popular we kind of have to make sure that we're on some kind of flavor schedule or else you end up buying too many ingredients mm -hmm. and, you know you got all these bits and bobs all over the place and you know you got to figure out what to do with them yeah I always forget how much planning you guys have when you're yeah. making all of this. And you're just like, oh, yeah, we do have to buy this many pounds of certain things of all these ingredients and got to make it 
work for the year. Oh, yeah. Speaking of 2021 and moving into the future, mm-hmm. is there an ingredient that you want to work with this year that you're that you've never worked with before? Or is there mm-hmm. something that people can you give us like a just a tiny sneak peek without without giving it all away? No spoilers here, but yeah. just give us a sneak peek of what, what what's going on with Lowrider Cookie Company in, in the next couple months or, or in the, this year? Honestly, I have been more focused on the growth of the company. Mm-hmm. And I have the kind of recipe development because I feel like we have a really good menu going out yeah. for kind of more one-off cookies. Cause I like, I'm a baker, you know, to the core. That's what my career has been. That's mm-hmm. what I love to bake. It is my favorite. We'll do kind of maybe like more one-off flavors. Yeah. Sometimes you'll see like this weekend only we're doing this. And that is literally just me. I'm bored or like, mm-hmm. I, I want this. So then I'll try to, you know, make it a cookie. So typically when you see those kind of one-off flavors it's me craving something and turning it into a cookie you used to do that during your farmer's markets days when your post would pop up is like for this weekend only we have this certain (laughs) one yeah and I mean like honestly like that's a really fun thing about being super small being the only person on staff Mm -hmm. is that you can kind of do whatever you want and also too like in the in the beginning and you're really getting to know your customers and what they like you kind of have to be putting out I think a bunch of different flavors to really see that response and that's what was also so great about doing farmers markets and pop-ups is that I got to have so much interaction with the customers face to face and see how they respond to the flavors. Customers are usually pretty honest and I can, you know, you can kind of read somebody if they bite into a cookie and if it's not like love at first bite, you know. And yes. so um, that was really great. Well, you got me because you posted the strawberry cheesecake. That was the first time. I think it was like oh. for, for this farmer's market only. And I'm like, oh, so I ran down <laughs> and grabbed it. I love it because now you have like a stuffed strawberry of some sort of oh, cookie. Oh, Pop-Tart. Yes. Yeah, the Pop-Tart. And it, it, that's how. <laughs> and so that's, I literally remember like, oh my God, I love strawberry and I love cheesecake. And it's, uh, it's stuffed in this cookie. I have to go get it. And so, but now you have some sort of derivative from that. Yeah. That I, that's, that's what I love. Yeah, it is. It's super fun. And like, you know, also making sure that we're keeping things different and interesting mm-hmm. for people. So it's not yeah. just like, and here's a stuffed cookie stuffed with the same exact thing that it was stuffed for like <laughs> all of the, you know, the yeah. previous five months. It's like, all right, enough. So really yeah. trying to change that filling. It's fun for the customers. Also fun for us, you know, as bakers, because, you know, most of baking and most of cooking is making the same thing every single day. And mm-hmm. so when you can change some stuff up, it's fun for us because it's just something new mm-hmm. especially with the stuffed cookies kind of going back to the whole like texture element this month we have the stuffed churro cheesecake which is that and the strawberry pop tart i think are our two most popular stuffed cookies yeah but again it's kind of like that creamy soft texture of the cheesecake with with that cinnamon cookie that's rolled in cinnamon sugar so you get kind of this texture from that cinnamon sugar and then there's mm-hmm. this dark chocolate on the top that creates a nice kind of like a crisp bite you know that chocolate that breaks and then that little bit of salt and so I just feel like it's this kind of creamy, crunchy, just deliciousness. And I think it, you know, it speaks for itself is that it is so popular and just how important all of those elements are. If people aren't going to your shop to get cookies now, I don't know. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I agree. So. <laughs> 
Emily, thank you so much for coming on. I have two more questions because, yeah. of course, this is the Seattle Foodie Podcast. Yes. I'm going to ask, where are we eating? I'm going to be more specific. Okay. Give me two of your favorite spots in Birian because we don't okay. ever touch on Birian. So okay. tell me about it. I'm so glad that you said that because right now, <laughs> Andrew, my husband and I, like we pretty much just stay in Birian. Like, if I'm not at the shop in Seattle, like we're pretty much just in Birian. Can I shout out more than two? because there's you, sh- like- you sure can okay. absolutely shout okay. them out okay so <laughs> well let, let there's a new brewery here called logan brewing and uh-huh. they have a wonderful outdoor heated patio that's been an absolute lifesaver during this pandemic somewhere to go eat outside that's mm-hmm. warm and so we get took yeah. out from places in Birian and kind of our three kind of regular spots here are uh, Centro Kitchen. It's like a New Mexican mm-hmm. spot that opened up here. It's really, really good. The Birian Pizzeria, just down in Old Birian, really, really tasty. That's a new one. I just heard about that too from some, from other people that have been talking about that. Yeah, it's yeah. it's really good. It's, it's been open for a couple of years mm. and it's owned by the same people that like, I think they own like Tin Room and 909, basically a, a, mm-hmm. a few other restaurants that are over there in Old And then finally, Little Chicken Burger, um, really good for just a burger and fries. And we just, you know, take that takeout, take it over to Logan. It's been great. All those places are really good. I love it. I don't know any of these restaurants, so I'm bookmarking all of these that you just mentioned. Yes, (laughs) totally, totally do. Okay, before I let you go, where can we find Lowrider Cookie Company on social media? And how can we purchase Lowrider Cookie Company cookies? Okay, you can find us on Instagram, TikTok. Please follow us on TikTok. Um, that's my like big 2021 goal is to, <laughs> is to grow okay. our, our following there. So Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook mm-hmm. for Lowrider Cookie Company. You can find our cookies at either one of our shops. We've got the, our Central District shop, which is our main shop, and then our Georgetown trailer, and that's just open on the weekends. Uh, we also just launched national our nationwide shipping. So Great. if you are not in Seattle or you're trying to stay inside or you're out of state, wherever, um, you can get our cookies shipped to you, and you can just order right on our website beautiful thank you so much for coming on i've you were there when i first started out so it's like so many years ago it's it's great to see how you have now two locations and doing so great now so thank you for coming on thanks yeah thanks so much yeah this has been super fun and that was our interview with emily outport of lowrider cookie company monica as i mentioned earlier i had their monthly special stuffed churro cheesecake and it's amazing But it's got to be the birthday cake and brown butter triple chocolate chip that are always included in my box when I pick up cookies there. Yes, um, Nelson, I know you love these cookies. One, because you get them for yourselves, but you also get them for people that you like around you because I know you've bought some and brought them to to my picnic, which we had to miss last year. Yeah. I don't like birthday cake anything, but... I make an exception every time for this cookie that definitely it's a well done cookie and not a flavor profile that I like, but I will always eat it as well. But there's always tons of chocolate chip stuff in s'mores in my box. Yeah. The chocolate chips are good, but the birthday cake is just, (laughs) I'll sometimes buy multiple birthday cakes just to, just to keep in my, just so I can eat the next day or the day after. And yeah, Monica, one of the 2021 goals that Emily wants to have is to boost her followers on TikTok. 
I, I thought I would mention say, that to you. <laughs> I was just going to say. So, Nelson, yeah, I already know Emily's on TikTok. We follow each uh-huh. other. <laughs> so, I already, I already know oh, that's she's wonderful. Over there. Yeah. But I, I was actually going to mention it because I actually tend to watch more of what's going on on TikTok on that Lowrider account. So, um, that's where I get all the news. And there's been a lot of storytelling about the business and day to day operations. And I think those are really important stories to tell for businesses, for people to, to learn about you. So, great job, Emily. And glad to follow you nelson one day you'll be get you'll get we'll get you on tiktok one day (laughs) all right well that's our show for this evening monica what's happening for the upcoming week for you oh my goodness um well there's a little bit of a holiday so i anticipate i'll be sleeping a lot Mm -hmm. Uh, there's two family birthdays so i anticipate i'll be eating a lot and not just food i anticipate lovely birthday desserts hopefully you know the key to like celebrating birthdays is to always like buy people things that you want to eat yourself and that way you're 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 always satisfied (laughs) (laughs) what about you that's very true. By the way, happy birthday to your son, Cole, and to your sister-in-law, Olivia, as well. That's the best way for you to eat the food that you want to eat at your own party. You buy the stuff that you want to eat. <laughs> yes, it happens that way sometimes. But now they've got me going to like multiple places. So now I'm like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful evening and have a wonderful week. And of course, happy eating Seattle. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe for future episodes and leave us a five-star rating and review on whichever platform you're listening on. In the meantime, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Seattle Foodie Podcast and on Twitter at Seattle Food Pod. You can also email us at seattlefoodiepodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again, and we hope you enjoy the Seattle Foodie Podcast. 